1: And now, the award winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin.
2: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show. Now, in its, I think, 14th year, 13th or 14th year on Voice America. Very proud of that. I think Voice America does incredible work and brings you such amazing interviews, you know, and really is educational, inspirational, and helps us to get to the next step in our lives. And today's show is certainly no exception. I'm very excited about this. We're talking about one woman's true story of healing through aboriginal principles and awakening to her own own healing powers. Sharing her journey from bedridden patient to inspired healer, Robbie Holtz recounts her recovery from hepatitis C, fibromyalgia, and treatment-induced brain damage to discovery of her own healing powers through the work of her husband, the late healer Gary Holtz, and later through her own experiences with a remote tribe in the outback of Australia. Robbie Holtz is an international speaker and holistic health consultant dedicated to continue the healing work of her late husband. Welcome, Robbie. Thank you. My pleasure. Yeah, very exciting. Um, let's let's kind of start at the beginning, you know, in terms of your whole journey. Um, your husband Gary Holtz traveled to a remote Aboriginal village in the hope that healers could reverse his multiple sclerosis. And that was written about in your book, Secrets of Aboriginal Healing. And so the the question is, that was such an amazing journey. And, you know, you say that the real story happened after Gary's aboriginal experience. So tell us what was so remarkable after Gary's return from the outback.
3: Well, Gary was a physicist, very much a scientist, and he had multiple sclerosis, and he'd been given a diagnosis. He was going to be passing soon from that. And so desperate for a way to survive, he went into the outback and was with an aboriginal remote tribe who helped him regained feeling in his body, which he hadn't had in seven years. He had been a quadriplegic when he went out there, and increased mobility and dramatically transformed his life. And they also gave their healing secrets to us because they say we really don't understand how healing works. And so that's really what that book, Secrets of Aboriginal Healing, is about, is his journey into the outback and um, their healing secrets. But to me, what's, and that was remarkable. I mean, that was fascinating for a man of seven years as a quad to be able to regain feeling in less than a week or two and then be able to clumsily walk on that airplane, um, that's huge. But to me, the the big transformation came when he came back from the Outback and he started developing a lot of the same abilities that the Aborigines have. He, you got to remember, this is a scientist, very black and white, doesn't exist if you can't prove it, and now all of a sudden, he's able to start seeing auras and into people's bodies. Can, he can see chakras spinning, and he starts being telepathic to people and birds and animals, and so it was really uh, he started to realize there's a lot of gray that exists that can't be proven. He was even starting to hear communications and feel uh, uh, physically communication mm-hmm. with his a spirit guides.
2: big stuff. Did tough. he feel that before he went there, before he worked with the Aborigines? Absolutely not. This was a very skeptical scientist who went into that
3: outback just desperate to find answers. That's the only reason that he went in there, is trying so, to find a way to survive. So
2: my question is, do you think that the average person could read the secrets in your book and could apply them, or do you think it takes, you know, some very skilled healers to do that.
3: Well, you know, that's exactly why we put that book together was because you don't have to go into the outback to find ways to heal. People don't recognize they're powerful healers. It's just that a lot of our power we've given over to the medical community. And so the Aborigines will tell us, we really don't er understand how healing works. It's a body, mind, spirit that are all equally involved. And Western medicine tends to just address the physical. So they gave their healing... There are 60000 60,000-year-old healing secrets to Gary because they said we really needed this information. Um, and, and so we made sure that that information got out, and it's in a book. You can read it in a day and apply it, apply it to your physical challenge. But I love how the Aborigines use those same five steps that we describe in the book, not just for healing but for everything. They use those five steps for everything in their life. Can you share one of them with us? Sure, uh, focus. Um, you know, what you focus on is what you get. It. And it's interesting, these aboriginal uh, people have been doing this for, you know, they're the oldest culture on the planet, and they focus only on what they want. Well, that's quantum physics. Um, you know, what you focus on is what you create, what you put out is what you get back. And so they don't give any focus to what they don't want. It's not about that head buried in the sand. It's just that they focus on a body being well. They don't focus on the disease. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, wow. there's that, that saying by Mother yeah. Teresa would never go to an anti-war rally, only pro-peace, because she never wanted to put any energy or focus on
2: war. Yeah, and, and we just don't do that enough in our culture. I mean, we don't, we do it rarely. We focus on what we want, but we also have a good healthy dose of what we don't want that creeps into <laughs> our mind. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, really amazing. So you were invited to participate in healing ceremonies with an Aboriginal tribe near Sacred Uluru and you thought you'd made a mistake when you first got there. Tell us about that.
3: Well, you know, um, I was in, a year after my husband passed, I was invited to come into the Outback and perform healing ceremonies. The aboriginal women wanted to start opening up their ways to the rest of the world, and the men were quite resistant about it, but the women won out. And so they invited about, I don't know, maybe 12 to 20 women from around the world, and I came from the United States with, I brought a friend of mine, And when I got there, honestly, Patricia, the desert, the outback desert is so harsh. I just felt like, what are you doing here? They have wild pigs, wild camels. I mean, they're tarantulas and spiders are as big as a dinner plate, Um, Mm. the most dangerous spiders. And it it just felt like I had landed on Mars because it's very, uh, the dirt is red. There's hardly any bush or brush. And if you do touch anything, it'll splinter right off into your hand because it's been baking this immense heat, this high and intense heat. So it it was just very, very harsh. And I just thought, wow, you really didn't think this through. What are you doing here?
2: (laughs) How did you get through that, Robbie?
3: You know, a sense of humor is really helpful, I've discovered. Um, but what, what was going on, and I had learned a lot about the Aboriginals from Gary. I knew that they were, um, they're at a, I think that the re- remote Aboriginal Australians are in a much more evolved, enlightened awareness than we are. They're vibrating at a higher frequency. And I knew that they were working on us white women to bring us up into this higher frequency so we could participate and create even more powerful ceremonies. And I would wake up during the night and I'd see these aboriginal hieroglyphics sort of in my mind's eye and I knew they were upgrading my system and that they were sort of reprogramming me to higher uh, awakening states. And it was, it was fascinating. Eventually, you just lose your fear when you get into these higher vibrational states. You're just more at peace. And um, and I recognize that there's just tremendous love coming off of them. They just always have smiles on their faces. They're so gentle. And they, they're very curious. The little girl, um, I remember her coming up and wanting to rub my arm. And, uh, you know, she was curious about my canteen that I was, my water canteen. And I, and, and I showed her that there was water. In And and she just got excited and said, rainwater. I mean, there's just such joy being around them. So it just kind of calms you down. And we actually created really powerful thunderstorms. Uh, Together, our energy added to theirs. We created these powerful thunderstorms that kept coming around the camp that they hadn't seen storms like that in like five years. Hmm. So that was very helpful for
2: them for their crops. And they didn't expect that, or did they visualize and, and call it in, if you will? I suspect they visualized and called it in. They yeah. know that it's not
3: about praying to the gods, so to speak. They know it's about something's out of alignment, yeah. whether it's your body or it's the environment. They knew that to, things needed to be back into alignment, so that's what the ceremonies were about, were aligning mm. um, with Gaia. They, 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 that's the beautiful part about the Aboriginals. They've never lost that connection to Mother Earth. They've always maintained it, and they will say that we lost that connection when we started seeing speaking out loud, which is very chaotic and primitive. Um, we lost that telepathic ability to hear the trees singing, to hear where the water is, to hear the plants, um, you know, teach us what herbs are for what, and, and to hear the animals. And that's what Gary started to gain when he came back from the, from the outback, as he started to pick up on that as well.
2: So you're saying um, we really speak too much. We need to listen more.
3: Yeah, yeah that—that's the old language is tele—is telepathy. And yeah. when we started speaking, it's very primitive to be speaking out loud. It's very—the uh, Aborigines think it's very chaotic. Really? And we've had that, yeah. Which is why you know when these little kids that come in. I think it's up until they're five or seven, they can hear. They're, they're very tuned in. They can see into these other realms. They can hear things. Uh, but if it's not fostered,
2: they lose that ability, and that's what we've done. So how would you communicate with them if you didn't speak with them? Sign language? Um, movement? Good question.
3: We had a woman who was Aboriginal who was the liaison and she was kind of between the white camp and then the Aboriginal camp and she was the the, per, the spokesperson. So we didn't go over to the Aboriginal side until unless we were doing ceremony and they called out ceremony. Otherwise, mm-hmm. we, we respected their, their privacy and um, so she would communicate to us and let us know what was going on. If you really got quiet and you really paid attention, you could probably feel the communication going on on a, on a telepathic level. And my, the, my friend that I had brought with me from the United States was telepathic, and she was actually communicating to them telepathically Amazing. before she even left the state. So when they saw her, I saw them pointing at her. Uh, they knew who she was because
2: they'd been talking to her, and they were excited to see her physically. So amazing. All right, we yeah. have a couple minutes before break, then we're going to come back with you, but you said there are five principles that the Aboriginals have, five secrets. Yes. Um, can, can you give us a second one? Sure. Um, the second one is First awareness. One's focus. We haven't talked about the
3: first one, but the first one's willingness. You need to be willing to get better. You know, there's sometimes there's subconscious, or you know, you're not, you're identified with your illness, and you're not willing. The second one is awareness. You've got to find out what is the emotional core to this physical illness. That's the root. That's where it all started. And if you don't remove that, it, that illness will come right back again. The tumors will come back. It's just it's so important to find out what the emotional core is to your illness. That's awareness. And,
2: and then it's the third. Then when does where's focus? The third is acceptance. You may not like
3: that this is in your path, but it's here for a reason. So you need to accept it rather than fight it. And the, the fourth one is um, focus, mm-hmm. paying, focusing on what you do want. Mm-hmm. And the last step um, is, um, I'm sorry, the fourth step is empowerment, where you take your power back. Um, and and you recognize that you are incredibly powerful. And also, you need to be responsible for healing this. You don't just hand over an insurance card and expect somebody else to do it. You need to play a very big part in in the healing role. And then the fifth one is focus, focusing on what you want.
2: Mm. And those
3: five steps will serve you for manifesting anything. This is what the Aborigines live by. The willingness, the acceptance, excuse me, awareness, acceptance, empowerment, and focus.
2: Mm. Yeah, incredible. So for example, um, we'll use this in terms of, of healing. If you're sick, and you have to get to the emotional core. So let's say the emotional core is you've just have so much sadness and grief over something or so much anger that you've never gotten rid of it, you know, just so much anger over something. So in order for you to really heal, you have to release that anger, whatever or that tremendous fear, um, correct, in order to bring about the rest.
3: Correct, because those type of emotions create a different type of cell, and they become really toxic to the body, and and the body just cannot, at some point it can't tolerate it anymore. So you not only have to start releasing this stuff, you have to stop doing it and start shifting into more love-based emotions. I mean, gratitude emits a healing response in the body. Gratitude and forgiveness will help you heal faster. And the most toxic emotions to have are guilt and self-hatred. Those are really hard on the body. So you need to start paying attention to what kind of emotions are you immersed in on
2: a regular basis because it's creating some problems. Really excellent material. Oh, terrific. We're going to come right back with Robbie Holtz. Her book is Aboriginal Secrets of Awakening, A Journey of Healing and Spirituality with a Remote Australian Tribe. And she wrote the book with Christian Howard. Robbie Holtz is an international speaker and holistic wellness consultant with her late husband, Dr. Gary Holtz. She's the author of the award-winning book, Secrets of Aboriginal Healing. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. I'm Patricia Raskin, and we'll be right back right after the break.
0: Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio.
3: Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America
0: Variety Channel. What can you find on Get Real Radio? Well, quite honestly, who you really are. Get Real Radio is broadcast live every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This could end up being the best time of your week. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash
1: Voice America.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Welcome back. I'm Patricia Raskin. We have a very inspirational story and real principles of healing that can really change your life. My guest is Robbie Holtz. She's an international speaker and holistic wellness consultant. Her new book is Aboriginal Secrets of Awakening, A Journey of Healing and Spirituality with a Remote Australian Tribe. With her late husband, Dr. Gary Holtz, she's the author of the award-winning book, Secrets of Aboriginal Healing. Through her story of healing and discovery, Robbie describes principles from the 60,000 year old Aboriginal culture that can help create transformation in your life. And welcome back, Robbie. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. All right. All right. So let me, uh, I want to move on to ask about your own healing. Now, you've certainly talked to us about how the Aboriginal people believe in the power of the mind and that there's unlimited assistance which is available to all of us if we tap in. You've had two brushes with death and your own miraculous healing from hepatitis C and fibromyalgia. And this is using the Aboriginal natural healing principles. So talk about this and how we can tap in. You've given us some of their principles, but talk a little bit about your own healing. Sure. Well, when I delivered my son
3: back in 1985, I was given a blood transfusion that was unknowingly tainted with hepatitis C, and back then they didn't even have a name. They called it non-A, non-B, so they certainly didn't have any kind of treatment, and the hepatitis almost killed me, and then the experimental treatment almost killed me, and I just survived really slim odds, but I was in really bad shape at that point. I couldn't get out of bed for at least six months. I couldn't finish a sentence. I didn't know what I was talking about. I didn't know how the toothpaste stayed in the tube. There was a little cap you put on it. Um, so, But I was determined to stay alive because I had this little boy that motivated me to find answers. And so even though Western medicine didn't have anything, I started searching and discovered that there's all kinds of answers. And really what I discovered, Patricia, is the biggest factor in healing is your mind. If you don't think you're going to get better, then chances are you really won't. So I had to take my power back and decide, even though the doctor said this was incurable, that I was going to cure it. And I did. I I healed myself of all of those things. And... that's what put me on this path of passionately teaching other people you're a powerful healer your body wants to heal it's trying to heal but something is blocking it somehow you're blocking that healing from happening and so it's about recognizing where you're blocking that healing how you're blocking it with these emotions because when you create certain kinds of emotions they create certain kinds of cells either they're slacker cells with the negative stuff or they're really uh, very efficient uh, um, highly um, effective healing cells like love-based, like gratitude, and actually realizing that there's a reason this is on your path, and usually it's about helping us let go of some really unhealthy thought patterns or beliefs or physical actions, and we
2: gain a lot of knowledge from these, um, these yeah. illnesses. Yeah, so it's, which it's there think, for a reason. Well, yeah, and, and I think a lot of folks in the mainstream world you know, the way the coping mechanism is to blame someone, you know, or to blame a situation or blame a person, it makes it much easier because then they get the brunt of it. The problem is, though, that that anger is being stored in your own body. Exactly. You don't fight the cancer. It's the, the cancer is simply
3: a messenger. It's letting you know that there's some emotions that are, or have become toxic. You, you've reached that level now where your body can't handle those kinds of emotions anymore. So it's a warning system. And whereas they tend to address the, you know, the symptoms, the physical symptoms, like that's just the outward sign. That's why the Aborigines gave us their healing secrets is because they said we really didn't understand how it worked. It's an alignment of those emotions and the body, the, the, and, and the, And the soul, the soul plays a part in this, too. Um, You know, you may have someone born with something, and if their soul wants them to experience that physical challenge or that's there for a reason, the soul is not aligned with healing it. But most of the time, and I really want our listeners to hear this, most of the time the soul is aligned with healing. It wants you to heal it. It's just that the body just can't hold those kind of uh, emotions anymore. So that's good news. That's good news.
2: Talk about after Gary's death. I know you felt intense grief that anyone would feel after losing their beloved husband. But eventually you developed a continuing loving and supporting relationship with Gary from the other side. Tell us about that.
3: Well, you know, I did not expect that when Gary passed that he would show up every morning at 8 o'clock. I mean, the man was punctual. He's punctual on both sides of the veil. He didn't show up at 8.01 or 7.59. He showed up at 8.00 every morning. That was always a joke between us because I was always late. And I could see his energy, and other people who can see his energy see the exact same symbol, which we describe in the book, you know, Aboriginal Secrets of Awakening, this whole process. And he would show up, and what he was doing was downloading high High levels of love um, and whatever I needed. Maybe I needed more um, to help release the, the grief or to find more peace. I just knew he was assisting. And he, over the years, it's been eight years now since he passed, He's really very, very involved in helping me. I do consultations with people and help them learn how to heal, and he's a very big part of my spirit team of healers. Uh, he's very much involved. In fact, I've just talked to somebody yesterday who they came, he came to them. Um, he's very much involved with people who are in the healing realms, and he came to this person and said, you know, you need to get a hold of my wife in, in her dream. And so she did, and
2: it's interesting how we work together as a team still even though he's on the other side. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. You know, people often have a spiritual awakening after they've had a serious disease or a near-death experience or visiting a guru in India or, you know, losing a loved one. How can the average person, Robbie, find greater consciousness right now without going through drastic measures, meaning they haven't had a dramatic experience, but they want a deeper consciousness and be happier? You know, I think that the quality of
3: your consciousness is, is going to determine the degree of presence in the now and that the more you stay present and don't let that mind take you off into negativity or off into the past or the future, don't let that mind be on autopilot where it's just having its way with you. You get more into the present moment. And the more you get in the present moment, the more you realize the awe and the wonder of watching you know, the breeze moves through the trees or just the the scent of enjoy of just the simplicity of sipping tea on the back porch and listening to the birds. It's getting into that present moment, getting into this rich inner um, life inside you. And that's, anybody can get that by just quieting that mind and just really getting present. You can feel, we have as our default mode this, peace running through us, this, this con- immense contentness, uh, contentness and just love, and often we can't feel it because our minds are just sort of off and running, and so it's coming back to the present moment.
2: So this is advice you'd offer for anyone looking for spiritual growth, inner peace, if we have busy and demanding lives, just to stop and be here now, Yes. Absolutely. Be present
3: in whatever you're doing. Be present when you're driving that car or you're making your dinner.
2: Just be more present,
3: you know. And, and, not, grateful, it,
2: and grateful, too. Let's say you really love absolutely. your car, and you really love your house. And, you know, you say, thank you. I, I love you, my car. You know, you take me every day and, and I'm really enjoying you. So, so do that.
3: Yes, gratitude is huge. It's huge. It'll raise you up into these higher frequencies and vibrations and sort of cocoon you so that you are, can be in the midst of
2: chaos and you're still okay. Ch- uh, gratitude is, is powerful, very powerful. All right, so an easy thing that anybody can do in their daily life to help create a better world because we have so many problems in our toxic and chaotic and changing world. Is that what you'd suggest or is there anything else you'd suggest for something that's easy for people to do. Pay attention to what kind of energy you're sending out because
3: whether it's, it's not just affecting your body, it's affecting those around you and the, and the planet. So it's about shifting more into more loving ways. And, you know, it, what will save us is if we start making choices that are more life-affirming and compassionate in the grocery store towards each other. That's the key, more life-affirming, compassionate choices
2: towards ourselves, so, too. So the one thing you'd like our listeners to take away from the Aboriginal teachings about enlightenment... What would that
3: be? In, connect to Mother Earth. She just loves you more than you could possibly imagine. Connect, I love how these indigenous cultures will treat rivers like it's their brother. It's a, it's a more reverence and a love. That's a shift. That's a beautiful way. And you start recognizing that, you know, the trees are so grateful when you acknowledge them. You know, they're sending you love. They're singing to you. It's just that we can't hear it. So you start waking up to the fact that we're all together, we're all one, and um, respect and loving all of the earth.
2: It's a a beautiful thing. Robbie, how can people learn more about you and the book and your work? I assume you do workshops. I do, and I do uh, private consultations,
3: and we've tried to make this information really accessible to people. Uh, They can reach me at holeswellness.com. That's H-O-L-Z, as in zebra, dot com. We've got a blog section with a lot of information to help people. We really, really passionately want to get people well because as we heal each other, we heal the, the earth.
2: All right. And your book is on Amazon?
3: It is. They both are. They're, they can find them anywhere. I love to support the little bookshops first, but it's also on Barnes & Noble or Amazon, Aboriginal Secrets of Awakening and Secrets of Aboriginal Healing.
2: All right, so both books are there, and they can go on to your website, which is holzwellness.com, H-O-L-Z wellness.com. All right, Um, it's been really wonderful to have you on the program, Robbie. really appreciate having you on. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you, Patricia. All right, and again, the book is Aboriginal Secrets of Awakening, A Journey of Healing and Spirituality with a Remote Australian Tribe. And the author is Robbie Holtz, who's an international speaker, and holistic wellness consultant. All right, stay on the line for a minute, Robbie. All right, we're going to come back and we'll be having our next interview right after the break, right here on The Patricia Raskin Show. I'm Patricia Raskin, stay tuned.